Welcome to the Monday, May 17th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. It's time to kick off yet another week. There's a lot to get through, so settle in. And as always, we promise we're going to get you in and out in less than 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Alongside Tyler Foljam, I'm Joe Fortenball. Hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. Quick programming note off the top when it comes to Daily Wager. We're bumped up in the rotation today. The show will be at 4.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2 as opposed to 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2, which is our normal time slot. Foljam, it looks like you and I are going head-to-head on a few picks today. So let's start on the diamond. ESPN2, it's going to be the Braves and the Mets. Atlanta is a minus 145 favorite. Uh, The total for this game is eight runs. First pitch, 7, 10 p.m. Eastern. What are you thinking here? All right, I'm going to try and narrow down my handicapping to the starting pitching advantage for the Mets in this one. So I'll take Mets first five against the Braves plus 145. The reason being Taiwan Walker has been really, really good for the Mets this year. Max Freed has been really, really bad so far for the Braves. Walker has a 2.2 ERA, 1.02 base runners per inning, and is allowing a minuscule 0.2 homers per nine innings this season. He has some control issues. He'll issue walks, but people don't hit him hard right now. He's been pitching very well. I know the Braves have a strong lineup, and the Mets lineup can be kind of weak, but Max Freed has been a gas can so far this year. His talent is much better than his numbers, but a 6.5 ERA, a 1.73 whip, and 1.64 homers per nine innings, that's hard to ignore right now for Freed. So I'm going to try and narrow this down to a five-inning bet and take the Mets to win those first five based on starting pitching advantage with Walker over Freed. You're absolutely right. Walker has been fantastic this year, which means Seattle Mariner fans have to be watching this, just kicking themselves, <laughs> wondering where this was years ago. I am going to be on the other side, full game. I'll lay the bigger price with Atlanta. Minus 145. Let's talk about Max Reed for a bit. Overall, the big picture, the ERA is north of six, so it doesn't look good. Now let zero in. Three starts to open the year in which he pitched very poorly. He gave up 14 runs in just 11 innings pitched, had a hamstring injury. The Braves shut him down for close to a month. He's made two starts since he's been back, giving up one earned run in both of those games with 10 strikeouts over 11 innings. Max Freed post-injury, much, much better than Max Freed pre-injury at the beginning of the season. Walker, as great as he's been, this might be the biggest test of the year for him against an Atlanta team that crushes right-handed pitching. Top five in home runs, top five in weighted runs created, top five in weighted on-base average. The Mets have also had some struggles in Atlanta, three and nine in their last 12 trips south to take on the Braves. So you and I will be on opposite sides here. You've got the Mets in the first five. Maybe you grab that. Braves come surging back. I grab my side and we thread the needle, although that's probably asking for too much on a Monday morning when you really think about it. Game number I don't two, think, I think so at all. Let's, let's ask for the moon, Joe Fortenball. You can't get it <laughs> unless you ask for it. Isn't that what they tell you in sales? you got to ask for it first and, and then hear no. So why not? Mets win the first five. Braves win the game. I'm happy. You're happy. Everyone's happy. Very smart. I'm with you on that. Uh, Now we'll go right back to being polar opposites. Game number two, (laughs) 7.40 p.m. Eastern. It's the Twins and the White Sox. This is as evenly priced as you can find at Caesars William Hill. Both teams are minus 105. The uh, over-under for this game, nine and a half runs. What are you thinking here? All right, I'm going to play the White Sox on the run line. 
Again, a juicy price on that if they win by two or more runs over a Twins team that's been one of the most disappointing in all of Major League Baseball this season. Plus 140 is the return for the White Sox on the run line. Chicago has just been dominant the last couple of seasons versus left-handed pitching. We know they did not lose a single game against a left-handed starter a season ago. I don't know if that still holds this year. What I do know is the team has slashed 293, 373, 480 for an 853 OPS versus left-handed pitching this season. They're still murdering lefties. I know Luis Robert is out. I know Eloy Jimenez is out, but they still have enough bats to dominate against a left-handed starter like Jay Happ who is a good middling average left-handed starter in the, in the bigs. He's not, you know, a, a Chris Sale of years, your, he's not a dominant lefty um, in the game. So the fact that Chicago has that platoon advantage with their offensive lineup, I'll let, I'll try and win the 140 with a $100 investment against the twins. Plus Byron Buxton on the IL. He's been awesome this year. That takes away a big um, offensive weapon for the Minnesota twins who, again, it's one of the most disappointing teams in Major League Baseball this season. The White Sox crushing lefties. I'll continue to ride that trend. All right. I'm going to be on the other side here. I like the Twins minus 105. You make very good points. When it comes to Hat, if you go through the game logs, he's been solid in just about every outing this year. Two or fewer earned runs in five of six starts. So you might think to yourself, why isn't he a bigger favorite against the White Sox? The one shaky start was against the White Sox, who you laid out very perfectly, hit right-handed pitching very well. Now, for the White Sox tonight, it's going to be lefty Dallas Keuchel, who's got an ERA of 4.53. Guess who just lit him up for six earned runs last week in five innings of work? That would be the Minnesota Twins, who, oh, by the way, very strong against left-handed pitching this year. Fifth in home runs, sixth in weighted runs created, ninth in weighted on-base average. The White Sox just 8-20 and 20 in their last 28 games at Minnesota. I'm throwing that out there because I find it interesting, but let me clarify it's also a bit misleading. As the White Sox continue to get better, they're going to have more success up there. The last couple of years during those runs, Minnesota was a much better team, and the White Sox continue to climb. So it's priced evenly at minus 105 each way. I'm going to take a shot with the Twins, little roulette bet action for you and me uh, on the side. Let's go to the playoffs. I've got something in the NBA for tomorrow because you and Doug are captaining the ship on the podcast, but you've got something on the ice tonight. What are you thinking? Yeah, and I know when I talk about my teams, I have to do some convincing with you sometimes, Brother Joe. <laughs> St. Louis Blues tonight. Here we go. The uh, three NHL playoff games against the Colorado Avalanche. I'll take the Blues on the puck line. So they're getting a goal and a half, minus 110. St. Louis won each of the last two regular season meetings between the Avalanche and the Blues. They're peaking coming into the postseason. Their momentum is working. Their last game of the regular season, Minnesota jumped out to a 3-0 lead on him. The Blues answered with seven unanswered goals and won that game 7-3. So they're obviously keyed up for postseason play. Momentum matters in hockey, I feel like, as much as any sport with the way that game is played. So I'm not even picking the Blues to win this game, but I'll take the one-and-a-half goal start on the puck line against an awesome Colorado team, no doubt about it, but a Colorado team that the Blues won each of their last two matchups in May leading up to the postseason. So they got that good taste, that good feel in their mouth, momentum against this team and momentum coming off a regular season finale where they scored seven unanswered against the Wild. For anyone who hasn't been watching the start of the NHL playoffs, which was really just yesterday, Sunday, awesome games. Yeah. Incredible games. Minnesota beating Vegas one nothing. Like across the board, the Tampa-Florida game 
was absolutely fantastic. So check it out one way or another. Hopefully the same holds true for Avalanche and Blues and you come out on the right side of that. I'm not on tomorrow, so I'm going to give you an NBA game for tomorrow. It's a play-in. The Celtics are laying one or one and a half, depending on where you look. I saw one and a half at Caesars William Hill, which is what we use. So I'll go with that line. Totals 234 and a half. I'm going to play the Wizards here. I'm going to take the point and a half. Now, Doug made an interesting point earlier when we were talking, and he brought up the fact that he thinks this is a bit of a sucker play based on the way Washington has been playing. And you know what? If I'm a sucker for falling into it, so be it. But I look at a Celtics team that has been downright dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. We have questioned them all season long, and they've given us no reason to believe. This is a team that's lost 9 of 12 to close out the season. Some of those losses, Cleveland, Chicago, Oklahoma City, Charlotte. It's not like they get beat by great teams in close games. They're losing to really bad teams, and they're losing frequently. You throw in the injury last week to Jalen Brown, which knocks him out for the year. What's the mindset in that locker room? Do those guys honestly believe they can win? Because they look deflated like they're ready to get out of the season. Meanwhile, Washington, last 23 games, 17-6 and six straight up, 17-5-1 against the spread. They've been fantastic. Now, maybe some questions as to how much gas is left in the tank based on how hard they've had to go over the last month in order to get into the playoffs. But I'm going to ride the hot hand. The fact that I'm getting a point and a half here, I can see Doug's point that this one smells a little fishy. But I think it's that Boston mystique where people look at them and they're like, yeah, the Celtics are good. If we only had watched one season of basketball in history and it was this year, we would not <laughs> be betting on the Celtics right now. So this is a pick for tomorrow. I will take the Wizards plus one and a half. That's it for today. Ten minutes. The betting insight you need. Please do us a favor if you get the chance. Subscribe, rate, and review if you're enjoying the show. Really helps us out tremendously. And a reminder, a little bit of a programming shift for today. Daily Wager, 4.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Tyler and I will be on Bet, ESPN Plus, and all the ESPN digital platforms. That's at 6 Eastern today as well. Have a good one. Best of luck tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. 